we had been previously walking through a number of teachings with the title inclusive of at the door or facing whatever is at the door or answering the door. The whole concept is about being prepared to encounter or deal with whomever or whatever may be on the other side of that door frame. If you're evangelizing and you're knocking on doors, it would be when I knock on that door and it opens, I'm in a type of confrontation with whomever or whatever opens the door. If I'm within my own house and my door is knocked or the doorbell is buzzed, I'm in a type of confrontation with whatever has now come to my door. So in either situation, you have to be prepared for what is at the door. We had gotten down to this particular area called the witch at the door, confronting that particular spirit and persons who follow that spirit. One aspect of that witchcraft spirit is found here in today's lesson, which is the spirit of Jezebel. Now, if you've been around Christianity for any length of time, you've heard this name, you've heard this uh, analogy being made. In its roots, it comes from the scripture verse we have here, 1 Kings 16, 29. It's talking about a particular person. And in the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, began Ahab, the son of Omri, to reign over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria 20 and 2 years. And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. And it came to pass as it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethabal, king of the Sidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. The root reference tells us that the king made a selection of a queen, and that queen's name was Jezebel. She was the daughter of Ethbal. They served Baal. From our other studies, you would know that Baal is a demonic entity worshipped by heathens who demanded human sacrifice. In our other studies, we saw that this god Baal was Typified, that's the best word I can find. He was typified by a large statue having a man's body in a bull's head or a cow's head with arms either outstretched or either a hollow compartment in its belly into which live children were placed by the worshipers. Now, this is the woman that. King Ahab decided to marry. Now, of all the women in the world, my God, of all the women in the world, why would you marry a bloodthirsty daughter of a bloodthirsty people? This becomes what we are calling 
the spirit of Jezebel, from the time this was written in Scripture, if you take it in context, you will see that throughout her reign, she only fought against the prophets of God, the people of God. She had many of them slain, many of them killed, to the point where Elijah, who had done battle with the prophets of Baal, you remember the battle on Mount Carmel, it was Jezebel who came after him. After he won that battle, it was Jezebel who chased him and threatened him. In the end, if you read the whole story, God overthrew Jezebel, literally. She was thrown from a tower window, fell down into the streets according to the prophecy of God, was broken in the streets, then run over by horses, horsemen, trampled, then the dogs of the street, because there was a famine going on, there was a, a dearth in the land. The, the street dogs were so hungry that they ate her alive. Well, they ate her dead, rather, because she was already dead, but they ate her body. They ate her to the point where there was nothing left to bury. That is the legacy of this woman called Jezebel. In spiritual terms, what the Bible tells us about her gives us profile points, character types of the spirit that she represents. Now, if you listen to my language, you'll understand me to be saying this. Whenever you're dealing with a person, you're dealing with a personality. Demons are personalities. They have desire. They have will. They have volition. They have words verbiage. They have plans, calculations. So the spirit of Jezebel is not one spirit. It is a group or a collective of spirits who operate those principles that this spirit represents. Now, this is an excerpt from Easton's Bible Dictionary in regard to Jezebel, defining her as such. Jezebel has stamped her name on history as the representative of all that is designing, crafty, malicious, vengeful, and cruel. She is the first great instigator of persecution against the saints of God. Guided by no principle, restrained by no fear, of either God or man, passionate in her attachment to her heathen worship. And that's the characterization of this human person. So the spiritual force behind her and with her carries on that persona. Someone or something that will not fail to attack you. In dealing with the spirit of witchcraft, we understand that the spirit of Jezebel is core and center to witchcraft. Witchcraft fights against everything that is God. Yes. Witchcraft fights against everything that represents God. As we have said before, you're sitting there in your sanctified suit, you're looking wonderful, looking marvelous. However, there are forces who are bent up on attacking you just because of what you represent. Now, when these entities enter people or when they are influencing people, 
there are a number of things that happen if we, if we go this way. Take a family or a company. Each family has its own ethos, its own operating environment. Every family creates their own environment. And whatever that nucleus is, whether it's a single parent home or a mother and a father and children or two couples dwelling together, whatever is in that house, everyone in the house understands how the family operates. We do this in the morning. We do that in the evening. We eat around this table or that table or that space. Every person develops that in a company. You have the same ethos. If you go to IBM, if you go to Dell, if you, if you go to... Uh, any, any major corporation, there's a way that company operates. They have their statements, their objectives, their goals, and they will set out to influence that on every person coming into the business. If you can understand that, you can understand this, that in the spiritual realm, the entities who are operating together, they have their own ethos. Satan has his own hierarchy. He has his own way of doing his demonic, diabolical business. Are you understanding? So, under this heading here, what kinds of persons and what kinds of things are accomplished inside of a situation where Jezebel's spirit is ruling? You'll find that people have fear issues or issues of rejection. Whenever the Jezebel spirit is operating or spirits are operating, persons are unnaturally insecure. Why? Because the spirit of Jezebel is an oppressing spirit. Again, you would have to go back and read in 1 Kings. She exerted that kind of pressure over Ahab. Ahab was weak because Jezebel was oppressing him. Now, you would think he's a king. Surely he should be the stronger. Well, he should have been, but he wasn't. In fact, there is a story inside of here where the king is wanting and desiring a piece of property, and he approaches a certain individual and asks them to sell it. They refuse, and what does the king do? He runs back home and has a pity party. He looks down and depressed. His wife comes in and says, why are you so depressed? He explains, I wanted this land, but that person wouldn't sell it to me. She said, don't worry, I'll get it for you. So he's down moping and, and moaning, but his wife with this domineering Jezebel spirit comes in and says, I will get what the king could not get. So when the person is under the influence of the Jezebel spirit or that form of witchcraft, they will often have fear issues and rejection issues. They will not have the ability to rise up on their feet, stand up for themselves in God, and declare who they are. They're under the influence of this type of witchcraft, and it's manifesting the Jezebel spirit. When this Jezebel spirit is at a workplace, you will find it oftentimes operating around bosses, supervisors, and managers. And they have an oppressive an oppressiveness that they carry and they want to inject that impression upon all the staff members. It's a, a pushing down. They want you to know you are not my equal. You have no say so. What you say doesn't matter. I am the only boss here. That is a sign 
of the Jezebel spirit in operation even in a secular environment. You think, oh, that's only in church. No, it can be anywhere. Mm. It can be anywhere. Amen. And when that is in operation, people will have such a, again, I say, unnatural fear. Mm. They won't even put their hands up in a meeting to, to, to say anything because that spirit is roaming around. You better not talk. You better not say you only, and that is the oppression. Secondly of all, the Jezebel spirit always targets leadership. Who was Ahab? Ahab was the king. He was a person in authority. So it is equal to that spirit and those spirits that if they can't be out front leading, as long as they can hold the leg of the one who's out front or the coattail or have, as they say, have the ear, the power behind the power, the Jezebel spirit is attracted to leadership. Because if we get the leaders, what do we have? We have the followers. If you get the guy holding the mic, you have everyone who is listening to the mic. So the attack comes to dominate. The attack comes to seize leadership power or leadership influence. Thirdly, the person and persons who are under the influence of this Jezebel spirit there are persons who will make commitments and make promises quickly in order to impress. When the Jezebel spirit is operating on someone, this individual will go into a room and agree with everyone in order to win favor. That is the, the old adage of the politician telling everyone yes. Well, how can you tell everyone yes? Tell everyone, yes, 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 you can have that. Yes, you can have that. Yes, you can have that. Well, it's impossible. You cannot, everyone cannot possibly have what they're asking for in any environment. But this spirit will bring about that impression. And the number one way it will do it is to, if I separate you, tell you everything you want to hear, then go over to the other one, separate them, tell them everything they want to hear, then and on and on and on. So that all of the individuals are thinking, oh, wow, that person is on my side, in my favor. Well, actually, they told the same thing to every person. You've heard many, well, you may not have heard, let me say it in case you haven't heard it. Uh, many young ladies have often commented on a particular young man who has gone around to all the girls and all of her friends. And it's funny, he's using the same line on every person. Oh, wow, you're so beautiful. I've never seen the eyes like that. What color are your eyes? Oh, gee, wow. I've never... Wait a minute. And the girls started talking. They realized, wait a minute, that's what he told me. He told me the same thing. This spirit operates like that. It will be able to go from place to place and give the same false lies. In the old days, I say old days, because when I was growing up in Christ, I've seen this happen for myself, where a particular type of person, supposedly a prophet, would come into a room, and every person they spoke to, they gave the same false positive word. Never a correction, never an instruction from Scripture. It was always God is saying, you're going to be great. God is saying, you're going to be wonderful. God is saying, everything about you is, is spot. No, no, no. The Jezebel spirit will confidence you like that. Only lifting, never leveling or correcting. Fourthly, the spiritual 
super spiritual attitude and the exaggerated gain or perception from that person is such that if you solve them in operation, I could, I could actually take this line out and just say charisma. The Jezebel spirit is charismatic. It is flamboyant. It is flashy. It, when you sit with someone operating under the Jezebel spirit, they will impress you by always seeming to be, quote, in the spirit, always seeing something or hearing something or God is always saying something to them. And there's constant, there's never a, a balancing or leveling out where they're just a human being, although saved, just a human being having a conversation with you. And the only thing they can talk about is something supernatural or spooky. That's a sign that Jezebel's spirit is in operation. If you ask them something common, something tangible, something realistic, they'll be a bit lost. They won't know what to say. Why? Because this spiritual oppression has them in la-la land all the time. Mm -hmm. You don't understand it unless you are, are demonized. But these individuals, there's a constant dialogue going on with them. They're constantly being spoken to by spiritual forces. They're not at peace, ladies and gentlemen. It's an ugly sight. And you try to engage with them and you realize at one moment you will say, who's talking to me? Who is talking to me? Who is talking to me? Therefore, Five, isolate it and pit people against each other privately. Now, this is another diabolical section that if we were to go deeper, you would find this spirit having the ability to take individuals and to put them one against another, but the way that it is done is privately. Follow me for a moment, please. When you combine this aspect with the fourth aspect, you will find a very smooth operating entity that knows how to confidence persons, build them up, yet at the same time, build within them a resistance to work with others. The Jezebel spirit does not want people working together for God. They only want people working together for them. What am I saying? They will build false loyalty to themselves. When they're confidencing individuals, making them feel so great, so wonderful, so magnificent about themselves, they're also drawing and pulling. I heard a, a pastor say it. Now, I assume he was not saying it for any wicked purposes, but I certainly understood that on the face of what he was saying, it's a form of manipulation. He said, if you ever want to have a conversation with someone and it seems like the conversation is, is getting a bit difficult, just start asking the person about themselves because everyone likes to talk about themselves. Now, I'm listening to him say that. I said, that is a form of manipulation because you're not asking sincerely. 
You're only asking to coax them out of themselves so that they would engage with you. This spirit, this Jezebel operator, in his form of witchcraft, does this extremely well. And if you're not cautious and careful, just like the first question, you would ask, who's talking to me? You would also begin to ask, why are you asking me that question? And in doing that is revealed what the motive is and where are we going with this? They will play the victim, yet they are never wrong. What does it, what's it remind you? We did the study before, we know. This is a trait of a narcissist. It's always, woe is me, I am the victim, I've been wrong, yet at the same time they will declare, I am not wrong about anything. It is an impossibility. No human being is right about everything. Start with myself easily. There will always be a place where you will not be correct. And if you get angry when you are corrected, you should check yourself and know you are being approached by the Jezebel spirit. Because that spirit becomes furious when corrected. We as Christians, we should be the ones running to Daddy God saying, Father, fix me. But don't let them fix me. <laughs> That's what they say. Oh, Lord, whatever's not right, make it right. But if he sends someone to tell you something, you'll be fighting that person. Well, wait a minute. You just ask God to do Well, I want you to do it, Lord. I don't want anybody else to talk to me. Well, God talks to people. This is why you have pastors and teachers. They're supposedly sent from God to talk to the people. But if you are feeling like nobody except the Holy Spirit can tell me anything, you probably are the influence of the Jezebel spirit. False humility and a sense of entitlement. This is also flowing out of what you would, might recognize. Some would be saying, oh, that's a narcissistic trait. Yes, it is. However, the narcissistic trait is coming through the line of the spirit of Jezebel. Those who are secular have no knowledge of Jezebel or the Bible, so they simply say, oh, that's just a narcissist. They don't understand the source of supply. So the false humility exuded is one that if people are looking at that individual who is operating in this form of witchcraft, they will pretend to be humble. Yet inside they're thinking, you should praise me more. You should praise me more. You don't recognize me. I'm not being recognized. But on the outside, if you say to them, oh, you did a wonderful job on this, that, or the other, oh, it was nothing. Oh, it was nothing. But on the inside, they're saying, you should praise me more. You should praise me more. I deserve more praise than that. But on the outside, they're saying, oh, it was nothing. Oh, don't bother, child. It's nothing. This is a very, very wicked spirit. Can you see how that operates? So while the outside is saying one thing, the ins only the Holy Spirit can reveal to you the motives of other people. The inner thoughts. And he does it all the time. It's called discerning of spirits. God can show you the spirit of another person and the motive of the person. It's a gift of the spirit. 
That's why all of these demonic entities that we talk about, they don't want this subject to be preached or taught or understood. Why? Because they like to operate in darkness. They like to operate in secrecy. So if you go around revealing their strategies, showing their ways, how are they doing what they're doing, they will come against you. Why? Because you're exposing them. They, they operate in the darkness. They don't want to be seen. They want to be hidden. But the truth, the light, the word makes visible. Therefore, you expose what's in the darkness. Number eight, they're not accountable to anyone and accuse others of being a Jezebel. Now, this is also a very subtle way of getting around it. If you're in a group of persons and you find an individual who can always point out the failings of others, that person will never point to themselves. They will only be pointing to other people. Why? This provides cover for the Jezebel spirit. Because as long as I'm accusing you and you and you, you're on the back foot trying to defend yourself against the accusation. So you never have time to accuse them. You can see them in a workplace. I know some people who give me examples of that. That's the Jezebel spirit. Always finding fault with everybody else. So you're constantly falling back, defending against the accusations, while they themselves is the source. And they are the exact thing that they're accusing you of. I wish I could name names, but I can't right now. <laughs> but they are not accountable. If you say, well, who do you answer to? The Jezebel spirit inside of a church would say, oh, I answer to God. I only answer to God. I answer to no man. Uh, they ignore God's established order in the church. This is a person that the pastor will say something to them and they will go out the door saying, I don't care what she said. I don't care what he said. God orders my steps. I will only do. And you say, well, doesn't the Bible tell you that you should submit to those who have the authority over you? I know the Bible says that, but I'm filled with the spirit of God and I can, I can see for myself. That's the Jezebel spirit. It is fighting any godly authority. And when it comes to you, it will suggest to you, you should rise up, you should rebel, you should fight, you should not listen to what you're being told. Ladies and gentlemen, this is all a part of this umbrella that we're calling answering the witch at the door. Now, if you answered the door and the Jezebel spirit were at the door or you went to the door and the Jezebel spirit was standing there looking you in your face, do you know what you would do next? How would you discern that that which I am talking to right now is the spirit of Jezebel sitting on this person? These traits and characteristics can be discerned within a few lines of conversation with the person. Within a few lines of conversation, you will begin to see flickers and flashes in their language to you. 
If you are a sharp listener, you will pick up in what they're saying where they are. If you were out in the forest and you heard a voice, hey, come over here. Those of you with good hearing would be able to turn and say, that voice came from over there. And then what would you do? You walk towards the voice, would you not? As if you wanted to meet that person. You wouldn't hear the voice coming from your right and you turn and go to your left, no. So when you're listening spiritually, you should be able to discern who is speaking to me right now. Is that the Holy Spirit? Is that the word of God? No, this voice is trying to take me away from God. And the more I listen to this person, the further I get from the Holy Spirit. Until you should say, hold on a minute. Why am I so far away from God right now? I need to go back. So I need to stop listening to that voice. Listen to the voice of God. Those Jezebel spirit operators often look for those who are hurt and wounded to mentor. Now, you... (laughs) I wish I had all day, but I don't. If you have been around church circles, you would have seen this in operation. Now, we're told to comfort one another with the same comfort that we have received. What does that mean? That means that the comfort that God has given me through the Holy Spirit in my times of trouble, difficulty, I should be able to take that comfort and extend it to my brother, to my sister. Say, let me tell you, beloved, God cares for you. That your situation is not too bad that he cannot save you. He sees your tears. He knows how you feel. God understands. Don't give up your faith. Don't give up your trust in him. Don't give up your hope. He will deliver you. That's what I should be doing. What the Jezebel spirit will do, find someone who is hurt, wounded, going through an emotional time and pretend to befriend them. Oh, child, lean on my shoulder. Oh, I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to help you get... Are you hearing me? I am going to help you get through this. I am going to show you the way. They will build a dependence on that hurt person upon themselves. Rather than pointing the hurt person to Jesus, the healer of the sick, the raiser of the dead, the mender of the wounds, they will direct the hurt person to themselves. And the unsuspecting mind will say, oh, so-and-so has been such a good friend to me in my crisis. Oh, so-and-so has been such a, a help to me in my wounded state. What they're not aware of is the subtlety of the devil. Anything that pulls you away from God cannot be from God. I don't know how else to say it. In its actions, in its methods, in its ways, the Jezebel spirit will see so-and-so has a need. And if his motive is there, its motive will be, I will meet that need because I will win favor with that person if I give them the 20 pounds, if I give them the 200 pounds, if I give them the 2,000 pounds, and on and on and on. So even in our time of so-called giving, charitable giving, check your motives. Check your spirit. Are you doing it because in your heart 
there is a desire from God to help or are you doing it because you know it will win favor with that person if I help them? You have to be aware the Jezebel spirit operates under that cover. They accuse people falsely. What does that mean? This means exactly what it says. That means that there's an accusation with no proof, no evidence. We would call it in our day and age fake news. Just say it. Just say it. Whether it can't be verified, hasn't been ver- verified, won't be verified, just say it anyway. The Jezebel spirit will falsely accuse, and often they will do it here, privately. When the Jezebel spirit is sitting on a person, it's easy for a small group to get together. This is why so many churches split up. The Jezebel spirit will come into a prayer group. If the person's, you were thinking the prayer group, they would have the most discerning. Sometimes it's not that way. The Jezebel spirit will come into a prayer group and begin to drop little words in the prayer group. What are they doing? They're seeding the environment. So now you've got this little prayer group praying against something that doesn't exist. Well, every time you speak something that is false, you give authority to that falseness. I wish I had somebody recording that to capture it. Every time you speak something that is false, you are giving place to a lie, and the lie begins to grow. So now within a church, there's a prayer group who's had this weird kind of prayer point brought up that nobody checked, nobody verified. Everybody thought, Sister Flatwap, or or Brother Big Wallow said it, so it must have been from the Spirit, have not checked it by the Word, and that thing has been introduced into a prayer group. Now all the prayer persons are praying this lie. I've seen it a thousand times. Oh, in my prayer, the Lord showed me the pastor. Oh, the Lord showed me his wife. Oh, the Lord Lord showed me, they'll name someone. I think we need to pray for brother so-and-so. If you are in an accountable church, if something like that happened, the leader of the group should go immediately to the pastor and say, Pastor, this came out in the prayer group. Are you aware of this? But what happens, the Jezebel spirit will introduce it in private. Pull those who are hurting, wounded, false accusation is put in, And now you have a cyst. What is a cyst? A cyst is a growth. You have a cyst growing. It's malignant. It's metastasized. It is there in the midst of the congregation. And then people begin to react differently. Why? Because they're listening to falsehoods. The Bible says that Satan is the father of lies. So if you're listening to the lie, who are you listening to? Nearly there. They operate with insecurity. They're they're not going to be confident in your face. They're going to be like one who is not very certain, yet they are very sure of what they're doing. And lastly, they initiate witchcraft prayers based on selfish motivation, which I kind of just covered already. This is lethal to any church. It's lethal to any business. When you are sitting around at your office or gathered with the people from where you work, there will always be someone who is constantly criticizing leadership, criticizing the company, criticizing the business. If it's in a family, it will be one or two members criticizing decisions that are being made. 
criticizing the way the parents operate, criticizing the way that things are going. We have to be alert and know who is talking to us, what is talking to us, why is it talking to us, where are we going. If we follow this line, where will we end up? Those are the kinds of questions we should be asking as believers because the spirit of Jezebel is real. It can be in the pastor. It can be in the leadership tear. When it's in the leadership tear, it manifests this way. I'll go this way for a few minutes by the grace of God. If a pastor or a leader is under the spirit of Jezebel, they will seek to make sure that none of the persons in the congregation get along. You would think that's the exact opposite of what you want, and it is. Why would you not want the members to get along? Why? Because it maintains power. Have you heard the phrase, divide and conquer, confuse and rule? Those terms came out of the Jezebel spirit's mouth. Keep the people unstable. If I told you, carry this glass of water, and I'm shoving you on your shoulder, pulling you by your coattail, pushing you from behind, how successful would you be in carrying the water? You'd be spilling it everywhere. Why? Because I'm keeping you destabilized. That's what the spirit does when it's in leadership. The people can never settle down, can never focus, can never get a, a bead on God. Why? Because they're being shoved and pushed. I'll give you a, an example. There was a ministry that I was associated with for a brief period of time. When the pastor came, in the midst of, quote unquote, preaching, he would stop and say, you shouldn't wear that hairstyle. Now, I said, okay. I thought maybe I missed something. No, he's talking to somebody in the congregation and says they shouldn't wear that hairstyle. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what in the world? What? What's that doing anything? Mm -hmm. And this would go on for a period, and then he would go back to the so-called message. And then it happened again. It might be about clothing. Just, just in the middle of saying something, jump off track and say something that had nothing to do with God or the Bible. And you're like, that is the spirit of Jezebel. Those who are here, I'm, I'm sure you saw it. Because it did happen when we were all present, I do recall. And the spirit said, oh, if someone went and bought a dress for this individual, they'd be looking at me, why did they buy that dress? And the whole atmosphere shifted. Like, what? Do you remember? That's the spirit of Jezebel in leadership, suddenly destabilizing so that now people are looking left and right, suspicious of one another. Not I can't I shouldn't I shouldn't move. I shouldn't do anything. Why? You've been paralyzed by the spirit of Jezebel introducing itself to you there. This, ladies and gentlemen, was supposed to be. A short expose, it ended up being a longer, more detailed one because the subtlety of the operation of this spirit is the root of witchcraft. It is the source of witchcraft. And those who are operating in witchcraft will have all of these traits. You may not be around them enough to see them all, but they are all there. If you will look at that individual, those individuals, you will find these traits at work. The church has been a target of this for years because you can cover some of this stuff up with Christianity linguistics, 
Christian phraseologies, Christian attitudes get swept into this. We want to be vigilant. We want to be aware. And in closing, let's get to this point before we end. You should already be praying in this month of October. For those who are listening to the podcast, every year we make a great emphasis on the month of October. Why? Because it is one of the satanic high holidays happens at the end of October. That is so-called All Hallows-een or Halloween. Those of you who are part of this body already know that there are human sacrifices, there are demonic gatherings, there are witch gatherings, there are Satanist sacrifices all happening in this month, throughout the month and primarily on that day. Let me encourage you to go back into, if you haven't already started, a more fervent and intense time of prayer this month because of the darkness being released. There are persons who are conjuring and summoning spirits to go out and wreak terror and horror. There are persons cruising around in vans, snatching children off the street. This is not fairy tale. We know the statistics tell us the number of persons who are abducted in this month that spike goes up. The number of missing goes up in this month. We must be the church that Christ died for. We must stand for everything Jesus stood for and stand against everything that Jesus stood against. He said he saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven, thrown down. He said that the prince of the power of the air, he's coming and he has no place in me. We must say what he, Jesus, has said and is saying as a body of believers. Father, in Jesus' name, let us stand together to receive his word. Father, in the name of Jesus, because of the truth of your word, because of your opening our eyes, that we may see what exactly it is we are contending with. You have granted us this wisdom in deliverance. You have granted us the name of Jesus and the authority of that name. So we are coming to you in the name that you recognize. And in the authority of your son Jesus, we pray, Father God, against every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit of Jezebel, every one of these traits and characteristics that we not allow ourselves to be approached or seduced with any of them, that we resist and push back in Jesus' name, that we pray for our brothers and our sisters, that if they are of the influence or under the influence of any of these satanic elements, we break it now in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit, not of the Holy Ghost, and cast them off of them and out of them in the name of Jesus. Daddy God, we stand in you. We are secure in you. You keep us. You keep us. And we will not be moved in the name of Jesus. Find your brother, your sister, put your arm around them. Tell them you are secure in Christ.